episode four of the People Discussion podcast. A little bit short staff this week, just myself, Anthony Calvito, and Joe Frescott. Um, once again, not a lot of sports news to talk about, but there's been two big stories from this past week. First, starting off with the NBA and the NHL plans to come back for the playoffs. Um, from what I'm hearing, the NBA is planning on doing a 16-team non-conference playoff tournament. Just to um, that will start in like the end of July, maybe. So, what well, what do you think about that, Joe? Yeah, the NBA announced they're gonna be playing. Uh, they start July 31st is the date. I'm I think that they're officially gonna come back. They're gonna play in Orlando, and this I think they're gonna confirm the schedule. You said the 16 team. That's a possibility, but they're confirming. I think this Friday coming up. That's exciting news. Uh. I don't know about you, but I've been needing my NBA fix. Yeah. Um, obviously, we've been talking about the last dance of the last few weeks and how it's revived my love for basketball. So I'm definitely going to be watching my Celtics play. Um, and if it were to start, the Celtics would be the five seed. And I think the Bucks would be one. Um, and then it would be the Lakers two, Clippers mm-hmm. three, uh, Raptors four, uh, Celtics five. That's the only part I know. And then we would be playing the Sixers in the first round, which would honestly be an interesting matchup. Um, no, that would be that would be an exciting series. I saw the uh, the graphic the other day. I was on Instagram, and that was that's a that would be an exciting series. Yeah, um, I also heard theories. I was talking to a couple of my friends, and they said that this is just the NBA's plan to get Zion in the playoffs. Um, I heard that. I heard that, and I'm not, I'm not surprised. I'm it's not a surprised. it's a good plan. I mean, who would the Pelicans play in the first round? I'm sure they'd be the bottom feeders in the um, well, playoffs. They would have to play in a um, because they were talking about a playing tournament for like the, the like the eight seeds and like the lower teams. Because I think the Pelicans sit at tenth in the Western Conference right now, so they would have a play-in tournament. So they just want a chance to get Zion in, which I understand because you know he's a big. And if they were to get in, they'd probably probably be playing the Lakers in the first round of the playoffs. So you'd have yeah, that, Zion going yeah. at it in the first round of the playoffs. I mean, that's a big money draw right there. Oh yeah, that's that's big big money. Um, another thing I saw was the possibility of having perhaps two of the biggest powerhouses in the um, – I almost said the NFL, the NBA right now, the Clippers and the Lakers in the finals. As crazy as that sounds, a battle of Los Angeles. That would be that would be amazing. That would also be and, um, Kawhi and LeBron going at it. Um, that's definitely going to be interesting to watch. But um, another concern about this was um, the schedule being pushed back for the next season. Um Another thing I was talking about with my friends, um, the NBA starts up in October, which is interfering with the NFL. So mm-hmm. that starts up around the middle of the NFL regular season. And I think – I honestly think that the NFL is a bigger draw right now. The NFL yeah. pulls in more ratings. So I was – another – a theory we proposed was push the season back until like Christmas time. Have the NBA season start. NBA have the NBA start around Christmas when the NFL regular season is wrapping up. Then you only have the month of January to um to worry about. And then you got the first week of February with the Super Bowl. And then after that, the NFL's done. And then you're about a month, month and a half into your, your regular season. And you're the only sport on, which I think is a very smart move for the NBA. Yeah, I, I, think, I think that would be a decent idea if, if they're willing to um... – because the only thing that that would that would suck about that, because if like let's say let's say stuff gets back to normal in fall, they would be cutting their amount of games down. Obviously, it would cut down their revenue, which would already be hurt due to this whole pandemic. 
so I feel like if they had the opportunity to start earlier and all the players are on board and the teams are on board, I feel like the 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 conflict because the NFL is only what three times a week, one one main day on Sunday. I feel like that conflict isn't real. Wouldn't really be in the NBA's concerns. It'd be in like the fans' concerns. I don't think they would be. They'd have as much viewership. But I think at the same time, with sport, if live sports came back and fans could come back, I feel like that uh, they would worry about more about getting it out, starting the season normal, getting it back to normality. Because it would be a little annoying if they had a shortened season after next season, after this season gets shortened as well. So. And if there was a perfect time to do. Um, that new that new NBA start, it's now. Because the playoffs will probably wrap up in about September and give those players the time off for their offseason, and then you bring it back in um, in December, like late December, around Christmas time. Yeah, I, I like the idea. I'm for the idea. I just don't know whether the NBA would be for the idea. I think they would want to, they would want to get back to, to normal as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. Because, and even... If with that later start, you start two months late, and it would um interfere with the MLB as well because yeah, definitely. you would have the NBA playoffs playing throughout the summer, so that would interfere with the. I mean, honestly, I don't think baseball shares the same viewers as the NBA. Granted, you have some people that like both sports, but mm-hmm. I honestly don't see think they see eye to eye like NFL and NBA fans do. So oh, yeah. I think MLB fans are a completely different sector. Like, I like watching baseball, but I'm not like that deep into it. And I feel like there's also the issue of the MLB um, players. There's, there's an there's a issue with the players and um, uh, the players and the, the MLB, like, because they want to cut their salaries and the, the salary cuts are pretty significant and the players are not about it. So they're not coming back until they can reach a deal with their. Uh, there might not even be an MLB season if they can't come to an agreement. Yeah. Um, moving off the topic of the NBA, the NHL also having their plans to come back for the playoffs. Um, this is where we would need Tim. He's a big hockey guy. But from what I know, people love it. Some people do. Some people don't. Um, from what I know, it's better than their um, current uh, playoff format. I know people have been complaining about for years about the current NHL playoff format format where you have two of the top teams in each conference playing in the second round of the playoffs. Um, I know Bruins aren't happy about this. I don't really know why. I'm not the biggest hockey guy, even though I root for the Bruins. Um, Yeah. yeah, We really – we're going to have Tim come back on next week, and hopefully there's more details about that. Oh, yeah. It's it's, um, – sorry to interrupt, but I'm reading here it's a 2014 format. That would that would yeah. be interesting, and mm-hmm. I think it only eliminates a couple teams. That'd be that'd be dope. You know, it'd be awesome. I like that because there could be. I feel like in hockey, especially like in some sports like basketball, like like the, the Lakers aren't losing to the Pelicans. Like it's just not gonna happen. But like in, in the NHL, I feel like there's a chance where a team who's like let's say the bottom seeder, like I said, they're the twelfth seed in the twenty fourteen format. I feel like they can make their own. I feel like that would that would be interesting. I would be intrigued. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, they announced – I'm going to pull up the hub cities real quick because they only picked a select few cities for these teams to play play in. I'm just going to get a quick fact check on that. So I know the NBA is in Orlando exclusively because they tried to go somewhere else, I forget, and it got shut down. So, All right. So they're, they chose 10 hub cities. I'm just going to mm-hmm. try and pull them up right now. Okay. Oops. 
asking to turn that volume down. So, Edmonton, Pittsburgh, Vancouver, Toronto, Las Vegas, Columbus, Minneapolis, Dallas, Los Angeles, and Chicago. Um, and it also surprised me that there were – I don't remember which two cities in Canada, but there were two cities in Canada that could have been possible um, hub cities that have like 20 cases of coronavirus. Right. In that okay. city. So why wasn't that chosen? Um, I think it had to do with like stadium size, which does not make sense to me because there's going to be no fans in the stadium. But yeah. that's on the NHL. Um, with the with when it comes to fans, I really don't know what's going to happen. I want to just um kind of go off into that. Uh, it seems like the coronavirus um pandemic is starting to uh take a decline. And as that's starting to take a decline, the whole um, racial injustice thing is starting to take an increase. I mean, that's just 2020 for you, but we're not going to get into that. Yeah. But but um, do you see fans, like, really starting to pack into stadiums for these next upcoming uh, professional sports seasons? I don't know. I don't know. I think I saw something um, about the – the um, what, the, the NFL isn't – totally saying no fans yet they're they're thinking of uh proposing solutions it was in seats like dividing the seats so like let's say you have a party of three a party of three would sit there and then there'd be like two or three spaces in between the next fan you know what i mean and I, I, I like i like that idea if that's safe yeah. then everyone would just wear like face like masks to the stadium like i'd be required and then they could sit together i think that's i think that's a great idea mm-hmm. i think that could really be um because you could also still have the the environment there, you know, less fans, but at the end of the day, fans are still there. They'll still be cheering. Like, they're, they're, like Arrowhead City and then and Mile High would still be cheering with fans, and that would be awesome. And I think that I yeah. think that instead of the art, I you know the artificial, the artificial noise, that would just be I I would yeah. not like that. That would not. Yeah, but um, realistic realistically, if it's safe, they could do it. But if it's not, then no no professional sports can risk bringing fans back until it's. Completely. I proposed for the NBA. Not that I emailed um. Adam Silver or anything, but I just I just came up with this. Um, have the season ticket holders come in for each home game. So say it's um the 76ers visiting the Celtics. Um, the Celtics season ticket holders would go into the stadium. Obviously, follow um strict social distancing guidelines, like three mm-hmm. three or four seats apart and all that stuff. But right. to have that crowd interaction, um. For those who don't know, I don't even know. Joe knows. I'm a big professional wrestling guy, and with this whole thing, I've been starting to watch it again. I um, started watching it when I was like around seven years old, seven, eight years old, and I kind of took a break from it. And with no sports on, I started watching it again just for entertainment purposes. And for a while, they they had no audience, and there were yeah. a couple of moments that you needed that crowd interaction. So what they started to do was in their performance center. So. With wrestling, there's like in the WWE at least, there's the guys who are learning how to wrestle. There's the guys on the NXT show, which are like the developmental. It's like it's like their developmental territory for like the okay. up, and then you have the main shows, Raw, SmackDown, and all that stuff. So uh-huh. they're taking the people that are learning how to wrestle, and they're putting them in the audience, and they're having them cheer and boo for people, uh-huh. and they have like this big cellophane cool. glass, this big this big glass in between the barricade or between the fans and the ring, which I think it's good. And it makes a hell of a difference, honestly, just having the people booing like, um, because I think some of the, some of the performers, some of the wrestlers were, um, doing some of their things that they would interact with the crowd and they would say whatever 
play, and then there's just no crowd response, you know? No, yeah, I think that's super awkward. Yeah, that sport of all, like, WWE, I feel like that's a very fan-driven sport in terms of performances, and I feel like that, I feel like I like that idea of at least having some people, and I feel like it could be funny, too, because it's, like, it's kind of like, you know, like a joke. Yeah. You know, that's all like, you know, because it's, out of it, you know. So I like it. I like I like that idea. Maybe they could have uh, you know, NFL fans. They could get some practice squad players in <laughs> in the stadium, and they could be cheering them on. Um, right, do you want to go into our list? Yeah, moving on here. Um, the only other sports news we have is the Tom Brady Peyton Manning golf charity game with um. What what was that other? Who was Tom Brady teaming with again? I keep drawing a blank on his name. Uh, uh, Phil Mickelson. Phil Mickelson. Phil Mickelson and Brady. And then Peyton, Peyton and Tiger. Uh, yep. uh, Peyton and Tiger won that matchup, but Brady yep. just completely fell off when it when it comes to golf. Um, I mean, I don't think he ever was that good uh, at golf. I watched it. Pretty bad. Yeah. I came home from work and I turned on the TV, and I just happened to be on. So I'm like, you know what? Screw it. It's Tom Brady versus Peyton Manning. I think this is the only time we're going to get to see these two square off again in any way. So um, I said, yeah, well, I'll watch I it. Really like, Go ahead. I really like the um, the trash talk. You hear the trash talk between the two? I loved, I loved hearing that. That was awesome, too. Uh, yeah, Peyton well, was jamming up Brady. Uh, Peyton, Peyton definitely won the trash talk. I don't I think Payne just won the day because uh, he won the trash talk battle in the game. So Brady <laughs> just took a big fat out They also had the um, their earpieces in where they can hear the commentators. And the commentators were kind of talking yeah. about the too. So I thought that was really cool. Um, yeah, with Charles Barkley, that was pretty fun. Yeah. I think Tom Brady had two of the highlights of the match. Um, That one shot he hit, it was like, dude, what the yeah, hell? That was, that was stupid. I, I don't know like, what he I don't know much about golf, but he hit the dirt. I'm like, what an idiot. There's no way that's going in. And then it went in. And then I'm like, all right, I'm sorry, Tom. And then obviously him splitting his pants became a bit of a meme. Uh, <laughs> that one hole was iconic. I just want to say two things. Tom Brady can't beat Peyton Manning without Bill Belichick. And Tom Brady's now 0-1 as a Buccaneer. I'm just going to get that out there. Oh, yeah. See what happens when you don't follow the Patriot way. Um. But if I feel like if there was a time to do this charity golf game, it would be now. It kind of sparked this hope that sports are going to come back with this matchup. Yeah. Um, I don't think anyone would have watched it if there was no other sports on for the last two months, you know? So, like, you, yeah. I, I said the other day, you could have had Jesus Christ and Santa Claus playing in this golf game, and no one would have watched it if the NBA playoffs were going on. Yeah, I agree. But I there they had one um last year. It was just Tiger and Phil, the the Brady and Payne teammates, and they did good. I think they had um they actually drew a decent crowd because you'd be surprised how many people still watch golf. Like I watch golf personally, and there's there's a lot of golf fans out there. You what put happens? golf against the NBA, and what's gonna happen? Well, yeah. Well, if it's in the middle of the NBA playoffs, that's a different exactly. story. But the re- the reason why this this happened during this time was because of there was no sports on. I think it they played in the summer last year, mm-hmm. and that would have. And I I watched. It was it was interesting. If you like if you like golf, uh, it was it was a good matchup. And I I like I like this matchup. I thought it was because uh, I heard uh, Drew Brees and another golfer Sergio Garcia they they tweeted at uh, 
Peyton and uh, Woods and to, like let us let us get next. So I feel like this could lead to potentially other things with uh, other professional athletes or quarterbacks or whatever trying to get in and playing with um, pros. I feel like that would be an interesting. Like mm-hmm. you could watch like Steph, guys like Steph Curry wanted to get in. Like a bunch of uh, professional athletes wanted to you know try to get into a match or something like that, do something along the lines. And I think that'd be fun. Definitely. All right. We're 16 minutes into this podcast and I haven't plugged the new guys podcast on Ride the Wave Media yet. So we, (laughs) so this past week we started writing our own rankings or past two weeks, I should say. We've just been debating on topics with no sports going on. We make the best of it. And I decided to bring that over here. So Joe and I have written three lists so far today. Um, We wrote, we're going to start off with the one top 10 quarterbacks in NFL history. Um, I think this is a very widely debated topic. Um, just people going back and forth on um, Instagram comment sections. It's awesome. So we're going to, we're going to kind of do that right now. Uh, Joe, you want to start with your number 10 pick? We're going to just going to go back and forth. Reading. Number 10. Okay. Number, number 10. 10. My number 10. It's a little, um, it's a little got a right away. Little controversial, yeah. Little controversial. This is probably the most controversial you'll see on my list. But I have Mahomes as number ten okay. right now. Okay. Um. And I think that I think that I have quarterbacks on here that have accomplished just as much as he has in the playoffs and whatever. And I don't think are nearly as talented as he is. And I think that honestly, when it's all said done, he'll be a lot higher. He could even be one of them, yeah. to be honest. I think but he'll I definitely think- be top ten by the time his career ends. But I wouldn't put him top 10 right now he's definitely going to be an all-time great I'm not going to take that away from him the kid's got talent but my number 10 I put Roger Staubach of the 70s Cowboys. Okay. all right okay. I never I never watched I never watched um Roger Staubach that's why I I didn't include anyone like John Unitas Roger Staubach but they didn't play so I can't um Otto Graham I definitely forgot about on my list but they're definitely up there yeah they're honorable mentions mm-hmm. all right number nine who do you got Okay, I got Brett Favre. Another, I think that's another hot take in my opinion. I got another that's Packers quarterback. Got another Packers quarterback, Aaron Rodgers, at number nine. Aaron Rodgers at number nine. Okay, I have him a little higher. But yeah, okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. You, put, like you put Aaron Rodgers over Brett Favre. I want to hear that that logic. Aaron Rodgers over Brett Favre? I just think Aaron Rodgers is a better quarterback. Very simple. Favre, I love Favre. I love the way he played. His game was just, like, iconic. Like, the way he would just sling the ball around the field, you know, obviously a lot of turnovers. But, and I just feel like Rodgers is just, I think he's just a better quarterback. I feel like he's just, he has, he's just more talented, as talented as Favre was. I feel like Rodgers is more talented. He's just, but I just think he's just, uh, I think he's just better. I think he's better. Let's hear your number eight. Number eight? Is Drew Brees? Oh my god! <laughs> I really, I feel like every take you got here is controversial because I got Terry Bradshaw number eight. Terry Bradshaw, okay. All right. I mean, I feel like he was carried by these those uh the Steelers teams. But again, I've never watched him play. He had an incredible offense. Franco Harris, Lynn Swan. I yeah, think. And his, and his, wasn't his, wasn't the Steel Caden? Yeah. Like those the teams are supported. Team you know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah, there's number seven. Who do we got? Seven. I got Steve Young. All right. Um, buddy of mine had Steve Young at ten. I didn't expect to see him any bit higher, but I put John Elway at seven. John Elway at seven. That's cool. But 
No, I I think Steve Young, like he had like just like uh, Bradshaw on your list. He had a lot of talent around him, but he came in after Montana and he just tore it up. I think that he's he. I think he deserves a lot more credit because you think of you think okay, we're not. I think okay, Montana. Yeah, uh, I think people forget Steve Young came in and won semi championships. I don't know for sure. One. Uh, the only one won. The only one won. Really? I thought he won multiple. Okay. But uh, here's my hot take. I mean, I don't really know if it's a hot take, but without Joe Montana, there's no Steve Young. That's no question. But without Steve Young, there's no Michael Vick. Because I feel yeah. like Mike, not Michael Vick, Steve Young revolutionized the the mobile left-handed quarterback. He exactly. revolutionized yeah. the position. He was before his time. Which is why I, I really like I think that that's why he's so high on my list. He was before his time. He really set the set the stage for the yep. like even the Lamar Jacksons of today. Just the mobile quarterback, not the just standing in the pocket and just throwing the ball. You know, being being more athletic and moving. We're gonna get to Lamar Jackson in a little bit. Number six, who do you got? I got Aaron Rodgers. All right, I put Dan Marino there. Okay. Number five. I have Marino there. All right, I got five there. Five at five. Yep. So I'm, because you didn't put Drew Brees in your top four, because Brees is at number four for me. I'm interested to see who's in, because I feel like everyone's top three is the same. I'm I'm interested to see who you put at number four. So let's hear it. Four. I put uh, Elway. Elway at number four. No, I'm not even gonna get into that. So number three, who do you no. got? All right, uh, Montana. Let me guess your list. All right, I knew Montana was gonna be there. I put Peyton at number three. You put Payne in the. I can't, cause I put Montana at two. I can't put. I just can't put Mon- Manning over Montana. All right, Anthony. Who right. you put it to? Tom Brady. No, no, no. I put Payne at two. No, right. Tom Brady's the goat. Tom Brady's the goat. I, you know, I'm okay. not. I'm not. I'm not gonna be biased in my list. Like obviously, I think I was. You're not I think biased I was, in your list. You put four. Oh wait, four. Come on. LA at four is a respectable decision. If there, I think if we talk to an NFL expert right now, if we get Adam Schefter on here, and I say LA at four, he would, he would be okay. He'd be okay with it. So you put what? Drew Brees at what? Eight or nine? Eight. Eight. If Drew Brees wins another ring, does he shoot automatically into your top five? Because he's got all the records. If he win, if he wins another ring, yes, I think that he would definitely. I don't know top five. I feel like that top five. I don't think. I think it's really untouchable right now because my top five is. Brady, Peyton, Montana, Elway, Marino, and I don't, I don't know top five. Maybe, maybe he'd pass Marino. Marino didn't win, win rings, but he was just so talented. So, all right. So, staying on the topic of quarterbacks, let's let's break down the top ten quarterbacks of today. Um, okay. Playing in the NFL, uh, I want to give a quick honorable mention to Carson Wentz and Matthew Stafford. They just missed out on my list. But at number 10, I got Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray. I like that. I like that pick. He's going to light it up in Arizona this year. They're going to be scary. Yeah. I I actually – because Arizona didn't get a lot of um, national TV. So I've only seen him play like one or two games. But I think I think that he is uh, – he's I think he's the next great young quarterback to come up. I think he's he's bound for a breakout season. He could be like – and he has a, he has a good chance the MVP. I think, think has, I think he's gonna have a Lamar Jackson season. Really? Definitely. Hey, number nine. I, who do you I always support my short king. I didn't get I didn't get the ten. So my number ten is Matt Ryan, Matty Ice. All right. 
I didn't realize you didn't even say your number ten because we want to oh, have three there. Yeah, no. Number nine, I put Matt Ryan. Okay, I put Big Ben at number nine. I know coming off shoulder Good surgery, thing. we'll see how Good he is, but Big Ben's I, always been up there. I think he's yeah, I think he still deserves being top ten. All right, number eight, Tom Brady. All right, I I can see that, but I put him a little bit higher. You're gonna think I'm a little bit high with this, um, Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott, I just see him a ten. I see him a ten. I don't get him any higher than ten though. Uh, who's your number seven? Because you're. I feel like Dak just misses so many open. Like I see the Cowboys get a lot of national TV, so I watch them a lot, and mm-hmm. he misses open receivers like his job is most frustrating to watch. Like Amari Cooper just be sitting there on a curl route, and he'll just completely miss him, and I'm just like, yep. wow. How do you want to get paid $35 million? I don't know. Was it 40? $40 million? Yeah, he wants 40 mil. All right, number, se- number seven. Seven. I have someone here. I don't remember. I Carson Wentz there. All right. I respect that. He doesn't get enough respect. All right, you ready for this? Number seven? Okay. Lamar Jackson. Mic drop. Seven, Lamar. Seven. He is a running back. I do not want to oh, hear it. I, I do not want to hear it. I think he is not a very versatile quarterback. I think he's a better scrambler. He has an arm. If you can he had like six passing touchdowns. Was it like five passing touchdowns? How, how do you still think he's a running back? All right, last season, I understand. I don't even think last season he would have been in my top ten. But this season, he proved he can throw the ball. And the, the threat, the simple threat of the run does make his passing a lot better, makes his job a lot easier. But that's part of his game. And I think he runs a lot more. He's a lot harder than that. You look up Lamar Jackson highlights, and 90% of them are him running. Well, yeah, that's, that's the flash he plays. But, I mean, if you really watch a full game, I feel like Lamar Jackson's arm is it's so underrated. He's, very, he's a very accurate quarterback, unlike Dak Prescott. Who I want to see him do it up. again. If I can see him do it again in the passing game because you know teams are going to game plan for like weeks this offseason oh they yeah how to stop lamar jackson's run and if they're he gonna, put on this year easily top three but i think three, i i think he's i i don't think he's gonna fall off like the likes of like rg3 who had that one crazy rushing season and fell off i think he has the arm talent to really if the team wants to they could just buy the hell out of him and then i think he will really be able to push the ball down the field i don't see him having an issue with the mobile quarterback like that, um, he's eventually going to get hurt. I mean, I hate to say it, but he's going to get hurt. Um, he is smart with it, though. I, you watch you watch him. He doesn't – he, like, he only makes the big plays when he when he's confident. And most of the time, you know, like, he'll make that juke. He'll make that extra spin. But when he sees, like, that big linebacker or that hard-hitting DB coming at him, he will slide. So, I feel like – I don't know. I hate I hate to say that he's someone's got some injury. Because you know, obviously, it's, it's the likelihood goes up because of his playing style. But I think that he's smart. I think that he he can thrive just throwing out of the pocket, unlike some of his predecessors that couldn't. Mm-hmm. I I think you're sleeping on him. I think he's gonna prove you wrong this season again. I hope so. I really hope so. This guy's got talent. Um, yeah. Number six, I put Tom Brady. Six, I put Deshaun Watson. Bold. I'm gonna get into Watson later. Number five, I got Aaron Rodgers. I got Drew Brees. And Breeze is at my number four. And Rogers is at my number four. <laughs> not, I mean, you could have went either way with that, but I feel no, like. Oh, yeah. They're, they're around, and that's the reason I put Breeze ahead of Rogers. Um, Number three, I put Deshaun Watson. 
I put Lamar. That's where I put Lamar. Is I think Deshaun Watson is like the perfect mix of Lamar Jackson. He's got a great running ability, but I feel like he's a much better passer. Man, I disagree. I don't see. I see again. I watched Deshaun Watson Texans. I watched them a little bit as well, and I feel like he also he's very similar to Dak Prescott to me. Honestly, I feel like his because they're both. They're both kind of mobile, but not like Lamar Jackson mobile. Not they're mobile quarterbacks, but they're not like Lamar Jackson. And I feel like sometimes, man, I just watch Deshaun Watson and he just, he just misses throws. And it's just that's one thing when I'm looking at a quarterback, like he just cannot be missing open receivers. And that's what Deshaun Watson does. I feel like because of his crazy plays, because Deshaun Watson does have some crazy, like the Bills play in the playoffs, whatever. He has some crazy plays, which makes him very hype. But I don't know, man. I feel like he's not. I feel like he. I don't think he's number three in the NFL right now. <laughs> All right, number. Th- I feel like our next two are gonna be the same. Literally, I got. I put Russell Wilson at two. Yep, me too. And then yeah. Mahomes at one. Yeah, you can't really. There's one, two. There's there's no debate there. All right, do you have any other? Russell Wilson is the mo- one of the most underappreciated quarterbacks ever. Honestly, I love that man because he lights up the stat charts every year. He puts up numbers on a consistent basis. If there was an award for NFL MVP over the last five years, it would be Russell Wilson because you have guys like Lamar Jackson that have that one spectacular season that just kind of outshines Wilson. Halfway through the year this year, Russell Wilson was the MVP, but then the second half of the season happened. Um, And then obviously Mahomes the year before, he lit up the stat charts better than Wilson did, but Wilson still had a fantastic year. So that's why I don't know. Russell Wilson is probably one of the most, probably the most underappreciated quarterback ever. Yeah, because to think that how much he transformed his game because he started as a honestly all he needed to be for that amazing Seahawks defense was a game manager. He just had to hand the ball off to Beast Mode, hit quick little routes if they needed a first down, and then just have the defense freaking destroy. Because that that uh, what was that? What was the defense called? The Legion of Boom. Legion of Boom. Yeah, that Legion of Boom team was. Disgusting, and the way that that he has transformed his game from being carried by the Legion of Boom and just being a game manager when that, that Super Bowl to being one of the best quarterbacks is just something that like he can now. Instead, their defense is mediocre and their offense is insane, and he makes the guys around him better. Man, he does not have that many targets. Like obviously DK, who before DK last season they they had what Tyler Lockett, and that was it. But and then, but Tyler, now I think I don't even think Tyler Lockett's a great receiver. I think he's a kick return return receiver. Yeah, it, even Doug Bowen too. Doug Bowen was his guy as well, and both of them are they're good, but they're not even close to top twenty talent. Or I'll give top fifteen talent in the NFL. And I think he just he just makes it happen. I I love him. He is like he is one of my favorite quarterbacks of all time. All right, we're about a half hour into this. Um, we might as well do our NBA rankings. Um, we rank the top ten NBA players ever. So I just want to get out of the way real quick. We're gonna end up. We're gonna do this and then um, wrap it up. Okay. Uh, I was making this list. I had to change it so so many times, and I couldn't even stop it at top ten because I felt bad for leaving so many guys out of my top ten that I went up to like twenty five, and I could. I had to change that so many times. So let's start off with your number ten, Joe. My number 10, I, I don't know if he's in your number. I don't think he's in your top 10, but um, since you like, you, you're you mainly, you know, old school. But Kevin Durant is my number 10 quarterback. Okay. Uh, quarterback NBA I, player. Put, 
I put when I was making my list, I put Kevin Durant at fifteen. So interesting. I think that honestly, there has never been a scorer like Kevin Durant. There's never been a player who has the handles that who he, he's seven feet tall. He says he's six ten. He's seven feet tall, or I think he says he's six nine. But he's seven feet tall, and he has handles like crazy. He can shoot it from anywhere. Like he's there's just there's never been an offensive player as prolific as KD. And obviously, it hurts his legacy with joining the Warriors and you know winning those mm-hmm. bogus championships, so to say. But I think that he he definitely deserves to be in that top ten now because he's just one of the most talented players ever. And I remember for a while behind LeBron, he was the second best basketball player in the world. Yeah. So yeah, I, I still think he I still, still think a healthy KD is the second best player in the world. I put Tim Duncan. Tim Duncan, okay, he's a little little higher on my list, but I I like that. Number nine, I went old school. I put Oscar Robertson. Oscar Robertson, okay, I think he's an honorable mention for my list. He would have been in the top fifteen, but I have Carl Malone at number nine, okay. the mailman. I didn't know where to put him. Like he was another name I felt bad leaving out. Guys like him, John Stockton. Dennis Rodman, I ended up leaving out. Um, yeah, this was just a very hard list to make. Number eight, I put Kobe. I couldn't, I couldn't not him. I couldn't not include Kobe. Eight for Kobe. Eight. Because I know people that think Tim Duncan was better than Kobe, but my bias to Kobe, I couldn't put Tim Duncan higher than him. I think Kobe. I think he put Kobe way too low, man. Kobe is. Do you forget, man? Kobe think okay, ball hog. Uh, score. That's just the end of his career, man. He was uh, he was an animal. He just, I think he deserves to be higher. But all right, my number eight was Tim Duncan. Okay. Um, number seven, I put Hakeem Olajuwon. Hakeem. Okay, I put him a little higher. I put Wilt the Stilt. That man. See, it's tough to compare NBA players. What happened? Wilt Chamberlain. You put it seven. He's that's a little low for me. A little low for you. I, see, here's the thing. This is why I think he deserves – Wolf deserves to be top, recognized as top ten all the time. But he played – like, there's obviously the joke that, okay, MJ played against Thomas whatever, which is not true. But when you talk about Wilt, Wilt played against some pretty – his competition was – it was it was not that good. He was playing against a bunch of, bunch of white guys, like a little bit taller than me. And I think that he his, he could still dominate in today in any era of NBA because he's just an athletic freak. But I think that I don't know if I could put him higher than seven because he's his level of competition just was not up to par with any of the rest of the guys. Although he was just one of the he had one of the craziest stat lines of all time. You mentioned oh. playing with plumbers. Um, Bill Russell, I was really tempted to put in my top ten, but I really couldn't because of the competition. I ended up putting him at 12 just because, you know, he has more rings than fingers, which right. I think you can put at – I think that's a great stat for anyone. But I agree. Top 10. Um, number six, I got Larry Bird. Okay, Larry Bird I actually do not have on my list. Wow. This that's disrespectful. Number six, I put Magic Johnson. Hey, man, Larry, Larry would be 11, man. Larry's – I just can't – I couldn't put Larry over okay. KD because I think if they – if there was – I feel like their their accomplishments were similar, and if you put if you put KD and Larry Bird in a one v one, I think KD destroys them. I mean, as great as Larry was, KD is just a different animal, and that's why I put him at ten. I think Larry would be my eleven, but at number six, I have Magic, Magical Johnson. All right, 
Um, number five, I put Will Chamberlain. Number five, I put Hakeem. I think we just I think we just swapped Hakeem and Will. Yeah. And, and um, Hakeem was Hakeem was a freak. Hakeem was he played in one of the tough. Like I I respect that's why Hakeem gets five on my list because he played in one of the toughest areas of all time. You know what I mean? With the yeah. Jordans, even the Knicks were good. You know, there's just there was just a lot of great teams during that time, as you as we saw during the, in the last dance. And for him to to capitalize and win the championships when uh, Jordan was playing baseball, that's just I think he's just yeah. he carried those teams. He really did. Number four, I put Magic Johnson. Number four, my number four, I put Shaq. Shaq was my eleven. I couldn't. I felt that's the guy I felt bad not including in my top ten. I had to put Shaq in there somewhere, so I put him at eleven. And then Shaq, Shaq was the most dominant. He he was the most dominant player of all time in terms of just complete dominance. Shaq could come into a game and he could just dominate. Like there's he would make he would make seven foot huge centers look like freaking like little babies because of how just big and strong he was. And there was I think he's the best center of all time because I don't think anyone could stop him. I don't think you take anyone in any era, I don't think there's anyone who could stop a prime Shaq. He's just that good. Um before I get into we get because before we get into our top three, I feel like um, with the with the NBA, there's a there's a certain top three. Everyone has to have the same top three, and then you can mess with it a little bit. That's when you can get creative. And like I put Magic at four, you put Magic a little lower. I think you put him at six. Yeah, um, that's what I love about it. And I think my favorite Shaq stat is he's broken the same amount of backboards as he's made three pointers in his career. I think he's made like three three pointers and broken three backboards in his entire NBA career. Yeah. I think is completely nuts. Um, that man's just a different breed. Number three, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Kareem. Oh, I forgot about Kareem. And my number three, Kareem is not on my top ten. I think I'd, pro- I'd probably put him Stop. You really in my top ten. Kareem. No, I, I disrespected Kareem. I think I probably would have put him at nine or ten. But I don't think, I don't think Kareem is. That's even more disrespectful than not including him at all. No, no, no. There's, I see, there's so many great centers of all time, but I don't think he's in the top three. But, uh, okay, number three, I have Kobe. That's why I was a little concerned about your Kobe at number eight. Yeah. Kobe, hey, man, five. Five championships. Yeah. That man, you know, obviously he had Shaq, which is – but then MJ also had Pippen, and Ron also had Kyrie. So, I mean, those guys, he's just – Kobe's just phenomenal. Those Lakers teams belong to Shaquille O'Neal. I don't care what anybody says. No, um, no, no, no. Without Kobe, they're not. They're still. They're not winning. No, obviously, without Kobe, they're not. They're not the same. But they. Those were Shaq's teams. Mm-hmm. Were they? All right. I number number two. I think, I think is the same. We got. I got All LeBron right. two. Yep, LeBron two. And J one. There's no. There's no debating that. Yeah, you could debate it, but I mean. LeBron, I could I see the argument for LeBron being like the most talented and being like the bat like if like if you're on a one on one v one NBA basketball player all time so like LeBron you could you could make that argument but in terms of when you look at how good they were and then you look at their rings and their uh their legacy and all of that I think that no debate MJ one I think this year if LeBron or not this year, obviously. If LeBron doesn't win a championship with Anthony Davis, who's perhaps the best big man in the NBA right now, I think it's going to tarnish his legacy a lot. 
Because what else do you need, Bron? Yeah. No, and I mean, I I think that unless the the, the Clippers, the, if he loses to any other team besides the Clippers, because the Clippers have a very talented roster with Kawhi, Paul George, like you can't sleep on them. But besides, the, if he loses to anyone besides the Clippers this season, when they do eventually come back, I think that that really, that, I agree, it does hurt his legacy. Because he really, um, he really should win this year. It's everything, like with everything that's happened, in the world and everything that is going on in the NBA, I feel like he really there's just has just been like perfect like storybook, you know, like just waiting for Blount to win his championship. And if he doesn't, I agree with you. It's what it is. Like we're running about forty minutes strong here. I think this is our longest episode, but we got a lot done. I had a lot of fun today. Um, we're gonna wrap okay. up there. This has been episode four of the People Discussion Podcast. You can check more of us out at the Charles Street Times, um, more of our written articles. You can check more of me out at Ride the Wave Media on the New Guys Podcast. I'm posting weekly blogs and weekly um, weekly podcasts with the boys. That's and only two, Anthony. I'm proud of you. Only two. Timmy only would have had, had to have taken two shots. Um, <laughs> all right. We'll see you guys next week. Peace.